Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker, and this is WP Water Cooler episode number. What is it? Episode number two hundred two. That's awesome! Wow. Today's topic we're going to be discussing. Right. <laughs> Today's topic we're going to be discussing mobile solutions for WordPress websites. Let's go around the room real quick, get everyone introduced, and then I'll explain what the heck a mobile solution for WordPress website is. Brian, you're in alphabetical order. Tell us all about yourself. All right. Uh, I am the creator of Event Calendar Newsletter. I do consulting. I do all the WordPress things in Hamilton. And I'm coming to you live from a patio at Kobayashi Studios in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Which awesome. Is awesome. <laughs> what about you, George? George? Oh, <laughs> uh, George froze. It's all right. <laughs> what about you, Russ? Uh, my name is Russ. I do all the WordPress things in Las Vegas. I'm currently rocking a WordPress shirt, even though I work at Maintain.com and Web Dev Studios. And uh, just for the record, uh, mobile solutions, I think, is a great topic. Awesome. What about you, Steve? I am Steve Zengen. I'm the founder of Zeke Interactive, and I run the OC WordPress Meetup. Nice. Hey, hey, I'm Jason hey. Tucker. You can find me over at jasontucker.us, and I do a whole bunch of tweeting and stuff at Jason Tucker. So isn't technically a 202, isn't that like an intermediate college class? Because there's like a 101 and a 202. I think it's, at half, of, I think it's half of a 404. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to go error code here. <laughs> oh, error code. I, I, I wasn't going to go error code. I was going to go college because this is a, a, a learning show. <laughs> <laughs> there are good error codes. So, so Jason, you, you brought this up that you wanted to talk about this. What specifically about mobile solutions were you trying to tackle with this? Yeah, so um, I have I have a friend who um, who runs a company that uh, probably about four or five years ago, um, a web developer approached him and said, "Hey, I want to build your website." Blah blah blah. They ended up, you know, signing agreements, what have you, and he ended up with like all these different websites for different things. So he had like an intranet site. He had an extranet site. He had a, um, a a website just for a publicly facing website, and then he also had a mobile website. And none of them had the same content. They were all totally out of sync. None of them nice. do anything, and they That's just job security right there. <laughs> and then the developer um, stopped doing websites, and now he's stuck with all of these different things that um, are hosted on different providers, and it's just it's just goofy. Was this pre-translations? Um, because I can imagine there was like a a mobile dot enus dot like. <laughs> There's actually a um, was it? It's mobile dot their website. Yeah. So they they have a they have a um, you know host name that's just for that particular mobile so, website. So is the mobile dot subdomain like a completely different server? Is it the completely same? Completely different server. It's really? actually hosted through another company that um, manages it all for them and, um, and it hasn't been updated it, in quite a while. And, and, it, and it syncs seamlessly with their content from their from their desktop site, correct? Uh, of course, that's 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 yeah. Of course, that was hashtag sarcasm. <laughs> None if, whatsoever. If you are referring to syncing as copy and paste, then yes. Oh, a manual sync. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the guy, I don't know what the guy's name is, but it, it may be his name may be Manual. Is it the uh, is it the Web King? <laughs> oh, I love the Web King. It it's a uh, it, it's content with a hundred percent on everything. 
awesome. So, so the reason why the reason why I brought this up was because I, you know, I'm still seeing websites that are modern day type websites that the second that you go onto their website as uh, on a mobile browser, could be an iPad, could be an iPhone, could be whatever, that they'll end up showing a totally different interface altogether. And sometimes that interface is being provided by another company. Why? And is I think it? That's well, fine. So let me, Go ahead, Brian. <laughs> like we like we've got uh, WP Touch is the local the local solution, right? That's kind of the poster child of Hamilton. Yeah. And they're they're adaptive. They're not responsive. But the way they do it is that the contents in sync, right? Like it's not it's not a completely different site on a completely different server. You can still access the same URLs and everything else. It's the sites that yeah, you go to access it and you hit a, a you know a response off or a, a search result off Google, and then you get redirected to their mobile homepage. That's yep. the worst. <laughs> but, but, then this, you, but, but then you click a link in their article and you're taken back to their non-mobile version homepage. Yep, like. yep exactly, right? So you can never well, find so it. So let's, let's first talk about the advantage of having a whole separate subdomain for your mobile site. Because there is an advantage over responsive design. Sure. Right? Yep. You are loading, typically, if it's, if it's built well, you're loading mobile-friendly content, images, all that good stuff, right? So it, it, it's, it's meant to optimize for mobile, right? So it's, it should be a much slimmer download, right, which is meant for mobile bandwidth, let's well, say. It, that's, it, that's the one pro I can think of. Well, it, it also requires less resources that you have to manage and maintain. You don't have to include all these different things that you would have to do for your main site. So I do think, Steve, in that aspect that you do have some advantages with maintenance and upkeep and, and syncing things. Um, I, I don't necessarily think it's the best solution, but it, it, it's not a bad I, one either. I was, I was trying to come up with one positive, right? So there's... there's <laughs> not, not arguing. It's a pretty big positive. Yeah. It's, it's a positive. I think learning how to use less resources is always a positive. I think you can always be doing things better with less. I think that's the way the Internet's kind of going, and Google's pushing towards that. That's why we have mobile responsive kind of stuff to do with less. I mean, look at the AMP project. That's right. exactly what the AMP project is for. So. Right. Absolutely. And okay. then they allow you to put ads on it, and then it, it makes it go all <laughs> horrible again. <laughs> right, right. Everything goes wrong. The, um, go, the, go ahead, Steve. The disadvantage is what Jason already identified, right? So if you are running a separate system, right? For, let's take WordPress out of the equation for a minute. Let's say I'm running a whole separate system to run my mobile subdomain, right? I've got a sync problem, right? Because now I, I, unless there's some way to sync content, I've got, I'm going to have content that's out of sync between my desktop site and my mobile site. Correct? Yep. Yep. Is, it, is that when you hire a plumber, when you have a sync problem? That's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Because we're talking about S-I-N-K. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, so that struggle that you just described, Steve, I think millions of, of website owners have had that problem where you're just trying to connect two things and it's not loading or you have to remember to go clear two different caches or, or remember that it's for two different browsers. I mean... Uh, there's a lot of variables when you're trying to do two separate things from two separate sources. Yeah. So, so do, do you think that having something like um, uh, the REST API or having some type of you know JSON type files that are available that you can then ingest into this other solution and be able to have more content displayed would that help any? Like Absolutely. I know that 
I know yeah. that like RSS feed, um, RSS fed um, uh, solutions that do this for posts work really well. But like, you know, is this something that people should be looking at, and is this something maybe somebody should be building because they don't have to deal with the WordPress site and they can just deal with something that's a fully cached, fully maybe it's just even uh, it's static. something that's static that that gets loaded up. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, just like you can do that on the desktop side, right? You could have a statically generated version of the desktop. Why not a statically generated version of the mobile that's uh, from the same source? So you're still only going to the one WordPress installation to maintain your content, but then you can have those separate uh, things. Whether you would need that or not, because if you kind of know what you're doing in terms of responsive and load only what you need for the mobile version, then now you've just got one site to maintain and you're good to go. But, Steve, you guys do a, Steve, you guys do a lot of this stuff already with, with, with you know, it's not doing it in a web browser. You're actually displaying it on um, in an app. But you could totally port this type of stuff over to have it load up in the web browser as well, right? You absolutely can. Uh, no, so Brian mentioned WP Touch, and there's a couple other solutions like that, like um, uh, WordPress Mobile Pack, I think it's called, right? So those are kind of similar solutions. Um, Jetpack has one too, right? What's that? Jetpack, I think, has yeah. one too. Right? So let's let's talk about what those are for a minute, because uh, I'm I'm leading into uh, what I think is a major disadvantage to all of this. But let's talk about what what WP Touch is uh, for a moment. <laughs> it's been a while since sure. I've touched it. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no pun so what about you, Brian? Right. You, you yeah, for that. sure. I mean, it, it basically gives you again. It's it's drawing the content. So if you access the same URL on your mobile versus your desktop, you get the same content. Um, I'm pretty sure there's ways you could block it or something, but by default, you get the same site. Um, but it, I guess you could say it's similar to AMP, where it's, it's serving a different version of your site. Uh, you know, it could be a different menu, it could be a different layout. It's usually, it's a completely different theme uh, for the mobile version uh, than it is for the desktop. But it's still running on the same WordPress site. So and, and it's, it's basically a adaptive, where it could be completely different uh, version of your site versus responsive, where it's just, you know, if you shrink your browser or expand your browser, you can get that. And essentially what WP Touch does, or, or, w, or WordPress Mobile Pack, or, or any of these things do, is they've got a separate mobile theme that's contained within the plugin. And yep. when you go there from a mobile device, it directs that traffic over to that theme. So it's a slimmer, it's a slimmed down or a completely separate theme that is optimized for mobile. To, to add on to that, um, essentially what they're trying to do is they're trying to take the, the native ability of your mobile device and include that instead of creating your, uh, their own custom contact form to input digits or numbers, they can just use the, the dial pad on the phone. They're trying to bring in native stuff instead of redesigning from scratch. That's it great. Is. One like a touch is hyper optimized. Like that menu, when it flies out, it'll 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 take a capture of the screen area you're viewing, uh, fly out the menu so it doesn't crash older Android browsers uh, by continually allowing the other side to scroll. So it's got a lot of optimizations that make it work very well on. Uh, you know, even older mobile devices or just any mobile device. So that's nice and all. <laughs> here we go. Here it comes. You've just been waiting for this. Just go. Here's, here's my problem with these kinds of systems is you're leaving it up to the web server to determine whether it's a desktop uh, browser or a mobile device. And so what, yes. the, what the device is doing is it's sending in the user agent, and then the server, user agent, serves the right content. 
The problem with that system is it's not scalable. Yeah, it can be. Like, and I believe uh, supports it well, so they've got their kind of own implementation of it. But you're right, by default, it can have some issues on scalability. And so uh, if you're running any sort of caching... Yeah, sorry, I'm sorry, Brian. No, no, I was going to say because of what you just said. That, if you're yeah. running any... If you want to scale and you're running any... Whether you're on um, you know, WP Super Cache, W3 Total Cache, or you're running, uh, you know, on a server that has caching built in, like WP Engine or Pagely, they're going to have problems with those types of systems. Correct. So it's almost like you'd have to, you'd want to have your uh, a separate web server just dedicated to mobile. A server being a service, it doesn't have to be an actual physical server, and another one that's for another for the the normal website. And then both have those, both be caching at the same time their own content, and then have something in the middle there that's going to look at it, and it's going to essentially be the uh, the point of authority, the redirector that's going to take care of all of that stuff. And then yes. you're just, you know, and there's things that you can do. I mean, Amazon has these types of things already built to be able to use yeah. this to build scalable sites, but um, is it something that's easy to do? Yeah. I don't know. That sounds like a nightmare is what you just described. Like <laughs> you just you just described four working parts that you have to do in order to accomplish the same thing that you could do with a couple of media queries. But look, my cat my my cat deserves the best website that they can have. <laughs> and if it means I have to do twelve different, you know, boxes right. to make this work, and then when, that's fine. And when you double your traffic to four monthly users, you're gonna need it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Russ, people need to know about their catnip, and if it's not loading in a tenth of a second, they're, they're gone, okay? So, I mean, I've seen where load, bal load balancers do have this ability to do this stuff, but, so you can totally do it. It's just... But what you've just you described, Jason, and Russ, Russ already touched on this, is, is a, a, just a normal layperson or somebody that's running a, a cat blog is not going to be able to set up <laughs> load balancing in the way you described. No. Or or, or or leverage browser caching or removing uh, queries from strings. I mean, all that kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> like as mobile road and as you start trying to deliver super specific content, you have to start getting into that kind of stuff. I mean, it's kind of a headache to manage. So the alternative to all this is is responsive design, right? Yes. Yep. So, so you're like like Russ just said, you're handling it through CSS. You're handling it through media queries, where it is the same theme, but it formats differently on a desktop than it does a uh, a mobile device. Well, and really, what you're, the format is determined by the width of the browser. That's all it is. Yeah. Right, right. So, like you were saying earlier, Steve, um, you don't have to have a piece of JavaScript that reaches out and it tries to detect what. Uh, browser and what screen and what device it's it's on. All it's doing is it's saying count the number of pixels you see in this browser, and if it matches this, here's where you're going to load this screen. And so that that's how we handle all of our mobile sites at, at Zeek. But there is a there is a uh, a downside to responsive design, and that is the size of the website, right? So oh. even though I'm only seeing a select version, uh, a select uh, piece of the content on my mobile device. All of the content that is on the desktop is still there so in the background downloading. It happens too late is what's happening. That transaction or that I, that decision is happening too late. A whole bunch of stuff is already starting to download to the browser. Really early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so, so most of mobile design that's handled with CSS, what you're doing is 
is you're keeping it on the page, but you're using a CSS property that says like visibility hidden or, or display none or something. So what Steve is saying is even though you put that little tag in there, it's still loading because all you're doing is saying just hide it, not fully remove it, you know? So about the decision is happening too late in the transaction because now the browser, the you know, the mobile browser is already downloading all of that stuff and it goes, oh, well, I'm just going to hide all these things even though I just downloaded a, you know, three meg slider or something like that. Right. Who uses sliders? Who even uses mobile devices, really? Um, that's, over that's over seventy percent of your audience <laughs> on any oh. website that you're talking about. So so, so so according to Steve, if if he has four people, seventy percent is like two and a half people. Oh no! Who is this yeah, half, I don't, is I don't know who this half person is, but I want to meet them. Except for the pizza place that Steve built the website for way back in the day in Flash, right? That guy, that guy's fine. He's totally fine. If he graded nicely, it just goes, oh, you don't use it, Flash? No problem. Uh, he, was, he was fine up until he's he's fine up until Thursday when Chrome turns off Flash. Right. <laughs> well, well, so, so the the advantage to using things, I mean, I think in general. Uh, plugins and themes and frameworks aside, I think the advantage to WordPress is having things like is mobile or is homepage or things like that, like those functions to say, if this is mobile, I want you to load this whole separate page, but it's still in the same file. I like having that, and I think that's where WordPress has its benefit. And then when you add on top of is mobile, you have this responsive design. I think that's kind of what we're leading towards is a, a very good solution at a minimal kind of cost. Yeah, and, and there is some stuff you can do, like on the the uh, to not load a lot of the HTML and everything else, like by putting if is mobile or whatever the function is. Uh, things like uh, you know, <laughs> VIP hosting, if you can afford it, will uh, will allow you to load less. You're still even with with WP is mobile though. You're still relying yeah. on that user agent, right? So yep. you still have yep. a, the scalability issue I, I mentioned at the beginning. You yep. you run into that problem. Yeah, they've optimized it, but yeah, it's not cheap. <laughs> They're throwing a lot of resources at it. I so. mean, I, but I would really be interested to to find out the difference between like how fast it's being downloaded with that small user agent versus just putting a, a display none on an image and that image is still five thousand by five thousand. That's not the issue. The issue is okay. if if you've cached the site, right? Let's say you cache a page, right? A, 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 in generally, generally speaking, a caching solution is just going to serve up that page to the next user, regardless right. of, of whether they're mobile or desktop. So if you happen to cache the, the mobile page and the next <laughs> user comes on the desktop, they're going to see that mobile page. That, that, by default, that's what's happening, unless Fair. you've built some workaround for it. So are Fair. we doing it wrong? I mean, is that the deal here? Is like, are we are we are we at a point now where it's like, okay, we we've kind of we've made our bed, now we have to lay in it, or is it? Can we at some point here go? You know what? Maybe we do need to have more, two versions or multiple versions of the site that the the in or the the the, um, the website owner would be able to build one website, but then the way in which it's going to be presented. Um, would be in two different ways. One that's very mobile version and one that's very not mobile version. Okay. I think the answer to your question is no, we're not doing it wrong. We're just, this is where we are. We're just, we're, we're in a, a bit of a transitionary period right now, right? This, this is, this is we, everything's kind of led up to this and now I kind of have to figure out what's next. And it really, it depends on what kind of site you're working on, right? If you're working on a site that doesn't need to scale to mass numbers, 
use these solutions all day. You're going to be fine. So we need two caches. Well, <laughs> no. I, if you if you're working on a site that has scale, then I hope hopefully you have the budget to do some of the load balancing solutions that you talked about. Well, and stuff like AMP, like we already mentioned, right? Yeah. It's it's your URL slash AMP. So that page is cached. That's the mobile version. That's yep. optimized, and uh, and then you can do that. So there are workarounds that just like uh, Steve said, it just depends on how much traffic you're getting, uh, how many cat pictures you have, uh, and you know whether whether your audience needs it. I issued all my cat pictures in RAW, and I put them on my website, and I want to make sure that the RAW version of the website's photos show up because and, come on. And so, Jason, you 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 are being sarcastic, but this is this is important no matter what you're doing, right? right. So what what we've kind of lost, and I'm gonna I'm gonna date myself a little bit because I'm I'm very old school when it comes to this, but we we've lost the the art of making things really small on the web because we've got all of this bandwidth now, right? Back in the day, before we had before everybody had a, a cable modem. We we had to compress things as small as possible because people were on dial-up, right? Those days are gone. So well, no, a lot of markets still have that issue, though. It's not I, like here in North America we're lucky. But, I, I get that, uh, yeah. but I'm saying I'm saying I'm saying web developers, and I'm going to make a very overgeneralization type of statement, right? <laughs> web de- web developers ha- have become kind of lazy, right? I take it back. Content content people have become lazy when it comes to this because they upload raw photos or photos that are too large or yep. they just they get lazy with their content. So all this content's not optimized, and even if you've got a responsive design, it's feeling very sluggish on the mobile because the content's not optimized in general across the board, whether sure. you're desktop or mobile, right? So you have to start looking at you know solutions like Smush It or you know some of the some of the image. Compression technologies yeah. that are out there, just as 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 a good foundation, right? So that we, so that we even no matter what system you're using, bandwidth still should be a concern. Yeah. Steve, would you yeah. recommend Pied Piper from my uh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and and the um of uh, the the triangle of what, what was the <laughs> I forget what the guys triangles were of success. Yeah. Right? So so <laughs> if, if if you guys are new to water cooler, that was called Steve gets sentimental. <laughs> That's a new segment that we're working on. That's actually a whole separate podcast. <laughs> um, but so, Steve, I think you're very right in that aspect of, you know, my, my question, Steve, is do you think there's too many different size devices out there? Like, I, you can just look at the Apple products, and you have two different versions of the iPhone with screens. Then you have two different versions of, or three different versions of the MacBook with the 13, a 15, a 17. And then you have, then you have a 21. Inch, but then you have a 21 inch iMac and a 27 inch iMac, and then you have this other screen. Do you think there's too many devices, and we're trying to design for all of them when we should really should like pick one and go with it? Like, how do you feel, Steve? <laughs> you need to design for three sizes. It's small, medium, large. Okay. Right. So when when we're designing, and again, we're responsive design, but we use uh, Zurb's foundation, and and foundation kind of like Bootstrap uses a small, medium, large, and thank you, and and extra large, right? And extra large is for the larger screens, right? So there is actually a whole segment of design for the TV, right? So it's not just the desktop. There's now there's now what you can do on a television. Right, so kind of like WordCamp Orange County at UC Irvine. Well, no, those, those were those were those were massive screens. Right? Those, those we don't even have a term for what that is yet. Okay. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, in general, if you if you design for small, medium, large, you should be covered on on all devices. That that, but that's that's I'm speaking purely of responsive design. Right. Well, I mean, when you look at that user agent, um, it used to detect if it's BlackBerry and if it's BlackBerry 2.0 and if it's if it's uh, this, if it's a Nokia this. I mean, like like that user agent was trying to define what type of platform it was running first before the operating system, and then it started getting very specific. Where now we just kind of decided, let's go off the screen. It really doesn't matter what browser or, or what OS you're on anymore. But I mean, I I think. I think the problem that I still have is just saying, I mean, portrait and landscape. I have a site that loads this way, and then I have to turn my screen another way. I mean, checking all that, sometimes it feels like it's it's too much. Like, I should just have to do it one way, and theoretically it should all come together. But this is a problem I think most people have. And then our favorite, you need to make sure that everything's above the fold. (laughs) Where is the fold? There is no fold anymore. Is uh, is is there a middle ground between portrait and landscape where your screen would be at a forty five degree angle? Yeah, it's portscape. Um, <laughs> portscape. Um, if you if you want to learn more about this, if you if you're kind of uh, delving into the developer side of things, uh, inside of Chrome there is uh, in the Chrome Developer Tools there's a there's a button uh, that says Toggle Device Toolbar, and it actually has a little pull down that makes it become either a I'm just going to read you the list here. Galaxy <laughs> S5, Nexus 5X, Nexus 6P, and then all the iPhone and iPad sizes. You actually can go, Steve, there's a setting in there, and you can add more devices. Yep. Yeah, like, you can. Yeah. So, so, I mean, like, normally what you do is you, you figure out, I would Google what the size of, you know, the device I'm working for, and I would just load Chrome to do that, but add as I started loading, like, there's an iPad 2 and an iPad this. The only difference with that is is it's only loading the width. It's not loading your browser on the, the operating system on that device. Right, well, yeah, so it's not a true test. test. If you actually want to spoof the user agent, that's a Safari feature. So inside yeah. of Safari, there's a developer tools where you can spoof the user agent if you need to send that to... The server. I uh, just like the way you say spoof. Spoof. Yeah. Spoof. <laughs> and if you're hardcore, you can do Canadian. Do something like um, browser stack if you really want to test this stuff out. Yes. Yes. There was so much content in the chat. <laughs> I gave a talk at, at um, the Las Vegas WordPress meetup about the accelerated mobile page. That's what AMP is. Um, I'm all for it. My sites, all my sites right now are, are for the Accelerated Mobile Project. Um, I, I really think that when you look at the way that things are going and Google's going to start getting rid of pop-ups and they're going to start demoting you for stuff like that, I think AMP kind of is the future. But in that, I learned how important putting links in your content is because on an app page you have no menu, you have no footer, you have no logo, stuff like that. So if you want people to keep on your site on a mobile device, it's all about linking in the content. And I mean, I think when you look at that, that right there just made me a better mobile developer, just paying attention to that small feature that that AMP takes away. And by the way, there is an AMP. Oh, Jason just posted. It. There is an AMP plugin for WordPress. That that is the one I'm using. Um, yep. There's a few of them now. Yeah. I would I would recommend the one though that is uh, done by the automatic team. Yeah. Right. Um, the and then there are different ones. Uh, there, there's it's like 
uh, Hammer by Amber, Ham amp hammer or so I'll find the link here in a minute but but so so naturally amp is going to give you this blue look it's kind of like the wordpress design and there is a way to change the header and the link footers and colors and stuff like that but naturally amp out of the box it turns if you have a black kind of website and it's like colors and pretty when you look at the amp version it's just blue it just goes straight to blue, and I think that's okay. But I think there are people that want to change those colors eventually. How is a blackish website colors and pretty? I didn't. <laughs> it, it, it pretty much just like because, everything to, because black, black, black is all the colors. Okay. <laughs> can we replace? Can we have one that replaces all the images with the? Uh, I thought white is all the colors. I think black is the lack of all the colors. I think I think white is all the colors. I'll have to look that up. Stay tuned next week, folks, for episode <laughs> 203. Where it's going to be the entire episode. We're, we're next be, week. Yeah, next, next week's going to be a design Colors. episode. No, no ne- next week is going to be Color Wheel, left <laughs> or right. <laughs> wow. So, so, listen, Jason, we, we've said it all. We've done it yep. all. Ha, do you feel like we've answered your question or we've tackled this topic? Oh, I, too? I mean, I already had I already had some answers to this question. The problem was <laughs> is it is how do you approach this as somebody who doesn't know anything about web design or anything like that? And a developer comes to you and says, "Oh, you want to add mobile? It's three hundred dollars extra a month or whatever." And then they just go, "Okay." And then you know, it's like Yelp. Wait, wait. How how do they go? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> hey Russ, Russ, you were right. Black is all the colors. White is the lack of all the colors. Uh, I, I'm just saying that if you had a white space and you put a million people on that white space, it would become black. Is all. You know, you know, right now, right now, Chris Ford is screaming at her TV, at her computer, just going, "Come on!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks, that's about it. It's 11:30. You have a good rest of your day. Go over to our website, digwarcore.com. Click on the link there to subscribe. If you are doing anything on Thursdays, you can go and check out our other show that we do over there, WP Blab. Folks, you have a good rest of your day. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Cheers.